So I want to ask you something. Goody. <laughs> okay, earlier this week, mm-hmm. you asked me to go by your supplier and pick up your drug of addiction. Um, coffee? Wine? Uh, powdered sugar donuts. Yes, powdered sugar donuts. Yep, <laughs> that's right. I had a rough day at work and I decided that I needed massive amounts of powdered sugar and fat. So you asked me to pick some up for you? Yes. A little package, not a big bag. Right, because I can only control myself with a limited amount. <laughs> you said there are only five donuts in there, but I think they're actually six. Yeah. But that's what addicts do. They minimize. Right. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Did you go buy any more after? No. Really? Really. So you really are in control of your addiction. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thanks, thanks. You thought I went and bought more? <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe you did. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> well, don't project on me. That's what addicts do, too. They assume everyone else is struggling with the same stuff. All right, let's do this. Okay. Hello, I'm Tim Tedder. And I'm Sharon Tedder. And this is Recovery Room Convo. Presented by AffairHealing.com. Sharon. Tim. This past week was a special day. Yeah, our eight-year anniversary. Eight years. Eight long. Eight. No. <laughs> uh-uh. So we went to your favorite restaurant. Yes. Which is Seasons Fifty Two. Why, why is that your favorite restaurant? Because they have a lovely wine selection, and because they ha- always have really good um, seasonal menus. They change their menu. But you and, usually get the salmon anyway. I know because <laughs> well because seasonally too they have Copper River salmon, uh, which is like wild caught, like amazing salmon. This time it was a little too raw for you. Yeah, they they go medium okay with you, and I said yeah, that's great. And they gave me and it was uh, I you mean, know what you know why I like season fifty two. I don't know. What do you think I like best about seasons fifty two restaurant? Beef. Well, yeah, but. I can get that other places because you don't like it. Um, the little desserts. Yes. <laughs> they have desserts in a shot glass. Yeah, like a tall shot glass. Mm-hmm. So you can feel like you're really not eating. Well, you that aren't, much. though. That's the thing. It's like it's actually really good because you get the right amount of dessert. You just get what you need and you're not, you don't like, that's the problem with American restaurants. We're like overstuffing ourselves. That's why we have an obesity problem. So I shouldn't have gotten two or three of those? Probably not. No. Yeah, that just that defeats the purpose, but you only got one this time. So we came across another quote from our community forums, community.affairhealing.com, if you haven't been to them yet. This one's by Susie Q. She wrote this nine months after her husband's affair. And what does she write? She wrote, I feel a strong desire for my husband to write the affair partner a letter to really end it. Close the door. I want him to tell her some of the things he's told me. I want her to know that he doesn't want her and that she isn't special to him. He doesn't want to do this at all. He says it's been nine months since he talked to her and she should get the hint by now. He said that not talking to her should be good enough and it makes him feel like I don't appreciate the work he's doing. He says he doesn't want to poke a sleeping bear. She's in his past, and he wants to keep her there. He thinks it's too risky. 
Problem is, I don't feel like she's totally in my past. I feel like I want this step so I can put it in the past. When I ask him why he thinks it's risky, he says he doesn't know. It's just a gut feeling. I mean, I understand why she feels anxious about that. Mm -hmm. Feels unresolved to her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't, of course, doesn't want to do it. Well, no. For a lot of reasons, probably. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because me being the betrayed spouse or betrayed partner in many situations in my life in the past, I get that desire of hers, but I don't think it's a good idea either. I, I know. I get it. I get that impulse for him to tell the other woman, like, you're not as important to me as my wife. You know, I get that so much. However... If he hasn't talked to her at all in nine months, I would rather she not come back into the picture at all. I think I would, ra I would much rather them not have any more contact ever again. So let's think about the possible benefits okay. and possible consequences or downsides of him recontacting the affair partner nine months after the affair ended mm -hmm. just to try to formalize the closing of that door. What do you think? What would be benefits? Um, benefits would be for Susie Q to feel like the, like that he's actually officially ended it with this other woman so that she would feel like she almost in a way kind of won her husband back for her to feel like, yes, the other woman now knows he doesn't want her. Yeah. I mean, it's almost a feeling of, I don't know if winning is the right word. I know. That's why I was, I didn't know. But, but you know, to, to see the husband either hear him say or, or written in, an, in a letter or email verbalizing, I choose my wife. Right. I don't choose you. Right. That's got to feel like a little bit of uh, victories. Val are no, validation. Yeah. Validation. validation, validation yeah. yeah. Which is totally understandable. A thousand percent. That's why I was saying like, I get that. I totally get that. There's, there's maybe another benefit. If the affair partner isn't clear about the ending of the affair. I mean, you would think nine months from now, but if mm -hmm. it was, if there was emotional connection, if there's any lingering hope that maybe something will happen mm -hmm. again down the line, mm -hmm. I guess a follow-up letter, email, just making it clear I'm done might mm -hmm. give some certainty to it ending. Sure. What are your cons or what do you think the cons are? Well, first of all, Nobody knows what really happened between the husband and the affair partner. Mm -hmm. We don't, nobody except them knows the full dynamic of that relationship. Well, not even they know the full dynamic of it. No, but I mean, there may be some potential consequences that he's aware of that he hasn't even shared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's always a thought. Mm -hmm. There's a risk of retaliation sometimes mm -hmm. if she's angry, if mm -hmm. the affair partner's angry. Yep, that's what I was thinking too. That's the poking the sleeping bear, mm -hmm. I guess. Yep. That what if she retaliates in mm -hmm. some way, mm -hmm. which we've seen happen before. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Another possibility is that in these nine months, maybe he's been working at getting over the affair. That, that was mine. Yeah. That was my initial thing was he's over her now. But we all know what that's like when you're over someone, then you run into them. You know, that it just stirs it all back up again. And then maybe he has to get over her again. You know, I mm -hmm. don't know. It's no, that, that happens sometimes. I know. I, I know. So that, yeah. Ooh, I think as much as I would want the other woman to know, you know, my husband stayed with me. So he may have strayed with you, but obviously I'm the, I'm the better choice. You know, I get that, but it, it's almost like I would not feel good about him even talking to her again. Yeah. 
especially if he's over her by now. Yeah, I would lean that way too. Yeah. Would you feel differently if the affair ended a month ago or a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If it was brand new, fresh, yeah, then I'd be like, yeah, she needs to know. I think no, the yeah. longer time goes by, that person is like out of his purview now. We don't want her back in his, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, in my experience, if an affair has ended and enough time has gone by, there's, there's not ongoing connection between the unfaithful spouse and the affair partner. Mm -hmm. The potential consequences are much greater than the potential benefits. Mm -hmm. I think it's mm -hmm. usually better just to say, don't contact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's tough though. I get where she's coming from. hundred percent. So what would you encourage her to do? This may sound simplistic and I know it's not at all, but I would encourage her to relish in the positives of her marriage still being intact and him being with her. I would encourage her to, in her mind, let that sink in. We're still together. Mm -hmm. He loves me and he chose to be here with me. Live in the present a little bit more, you know, that, that mindfulness thing of redirecting those thoughts to, hey, right now, I, I am the winner. <laughs> I did win. Where is he? He's sitting right next to me. You well, know? and maybe one thing she could ask her husband to do, if he hasn't done something like this already, would be to write a letter, but to write a letter to her, mm. the wife. Mm -hmm. Write a letter to me explaining why, why you want me yeah. instead of the other woman. Absolutely. And I be very specific about this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I think that that's a help. fantastic idea. I think all husbands should write their wives letters like that. <laughs> Is that a hint? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay. So every week on these convos, we try to come up with a resource of some kind for everybody. Just something that we found helpful or that we think would be helpful to others. So what did you find this week, Tim? Yeah, I've been reading a book. Uh, actually, it was a book recommended by one of my clients. On the issue of boundaries, which mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. deal with quite a bit with clients, oh my not gosh, just yeah. in affair recovery, but in a know, lot everything. of relationship issues. Mm -hmm. And and I've been looking for a better book to recommend on boundaries, so I started reading this one, and I'm still reading through it, so the jury's a little bit out. But so far, there's a lot of good things in here. And I will post the link to this on the podcast show notes, but the title of the book is Where to Draw the Line. The author is Anne Catherine. And she writes about what are boundaries, time boundaries, the difference between being defensive and setting boundaries, mm. boundaries in communication, how to set limits when you're being attacked, cool. anger, friendship boundaries, intimacy mm. boundaries, just all kinds of things she's mm -hmm. writing here. But let me read one quote that I think especially applies to betrayed spouses who are trying to have conversations about the affair and maybe get to the truth. When I read this, I thought, oh, I think this will be familiar to mm -hmm. many spouses. And it has to do with when you're trying to ask about something, you're trying to talk about an issue, and yet you feel like the ground keeps shifting, the topic keeps sh changing, the person that you're having a conversation with is not honoring what you're trying to communicate, mm -hmm. but they keep turning it to their point of view. Mm -hmm. And the author writes this. If you start to feel confused, you are running into defenses. You don't have to be able to identify them to know that the conversation has gone astray. Take a break, get clear again, then resume. And when in doubt, go back to your original issue. If you are vulnerable to being sidetracked by your partner, 
write down the issue on a piece of paper so you can refer to it if you get lost. Yep. Absolutely. I, I've I, actually, I've actually told clients that before. Yeah. I'm like, rehearse it before, write it down because I've had clients where their partner always did that, just derailed what they were saying, mm -hmm. would just confuse them yeah. and get them completely turned around. And then you're you're in some yep. la la confusion yep. that you can't even That's remember right. what was this discussion about, which serves the purpose of the partner. It, a lot absolutely. Of time. So yeah, I think that's a good advice. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's something you really write down the main point or the yes. main things and keep going back to that. If it starts getting confusing, just back mm -hmm. up and say, wait. Can we just go back to my original comment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought that was great advice. There's a lot of good stuff in there. So yeah, I would encourage great. people to uh, pick that book up and read it. I'll have to read it when you're done. I will let you borrow it. Thanks. Well, that's it for another podcast. That's right. I'm Sharon Tedder. And I'm Tim Tedder. And this has been Recovery Room Convo. Bye. Bye-bye.